0: Hello and welcome to Leading the Way. This is Kevin Robinson, Jr. And I'll be your host in this podcast series where we discuss leadership and culture building with leaders in our Mount St. Mary's University Athletics community. Home to over 450 Division I student athletes and 22 Division I athletic programs, the Mount strives to develop ethical leaders who lead lives of significance. Welcome to today's leading the way. We're very honored to have head women's basketball coach at Mount Saint Mary's, Maria Marcasano, uh, in studio with us today. Maria, welcome. Thanks yeah. for coming on. Yeah, thanks for having me, Kevin. No problem. Let's dive right in. And uh, let's talk a little bit about how you got to the mound. You've had a kind of an interesting journey. Um, you're one of our few coaches that never really had any ties to the mound before you got here. So um, let's talk about how you got here.
1: Sure. Yeah, I've definitely had a little bit of an unorthodox path to being a Division One head coach. Um, growing up, I did not want to be a coach. A couple reasons. Uh, I didn't want to have to decide playing time. <laughs> it's one of those things that even as a Division One college player, um, I just saw how it affected my teammates. I saw how hard it was on my coach. Um, and I just thought, man, everyone comes to college with that same dream and to have to d- make that decision day in and day out. Um, it was something that kind of scared me away from coaching. Um, but I, I, once I got into it and, you know, how I got into it, I'll talk about here in a minute, but once I got into it, I saw that mainly my competitiveness took over. And I also saw that there was so much more to coaching. Um, you know, it's, it's a, it's a profession where it gives you a ton of, you know, satisfaction and seeing the girls develop, grow up, um, even past college. So, um, like I said, I, kind of got past that, but, After college, um, you know, I I was a little bit burnt out from playing and I actually took a year off, took a job um, and eventually decided to go overseas. I had had some offers to play basketball right out of college. Um, Eventually, after working for a year, I said, man, I miss it. Even though I was burnt out, you kind of realize... You know what you had and so I was given that opportunity went overseas for for almost five years and when I was over there our organizations would ask a lot of us foreigners to coach some of the younger teams and that was kind of my first taste of uh, being a head coach because I was kind of a head coach of some of those younger 13 14 even like seven eight year old teams and I saw that it it, it was a different perspective and it was fun and so one of my years in between playing overseas I had applied for a job at a division three school right outside of where I'm from in Fort Wayne and and um, as soon as I started working at Manchester College, I knew that's where I wanted to be. Just the college atmosphere in general. Um, at Manchester, I was assistant uh, women's softball and assistant women's basketball. So I kind of got a taste of both sports at the college level. And I saw kind of the, the other side of things. And that's really when I fell in love with it. And after that, after a couple years there, I had the opportunity to Jump right into a head coaching role at Ur- Urbana University, which is Division II in a small town in Ohio. And from there, it just kind of blossomed. I spent two years there, three years at Walsh, another Division II. Um, and at that point, I realized I wanted to get back to the Division One level. <clears throat> Excuse me. And I took an associate head coach job at IUPUI. And from there, I, I made the jump to the mount. So it's kind of been a-, a different road, but I'm um, very grateful to be here.
0: No, we're happy to have you. I mean, anybody that's watched your games know that you have a great command of the sidelines. You have great command uh, with the women on the team, and they, they listen to you. They respect you. How hard is it to kind of gain that respect from the players? You know, what are some of the things that you guys do, you and your staff, um, in practice and in the offices to really work with the players on gaining that respect?
1: Sure. You know, I, going back to my Manchester days, when I was offered that first head coaching job at Urbana... Um, There's a cross-country and track coach at Manchester who's kind of a legend, has won all kinds of championships. And I said, you have any advice for me? And he said, yeah, just be exactly who you are. And he said, if you're not, the kids will see through you. And that's the biggest thing I try and do every single day. I just try and be who I am, um, love them, get to know them, build relationships with them. Um, And it it goes a long way. You know, my staff as a whole, we're a younger staff. We try and connect with them on all kinds of levels. We try and have specific meetings outside of basketball, talk about their academics, talk about their life. And um, the kids will go to work for you. They'll go to they'll go to war for you when they know that you care about them. And that's the biggest thing that we try and do as a staff.
0: And you, we can see that success that you've had from your first year where you kind of struggled a little bit, taking over the new team, young team. Um, and then last year, you guys really kind of came on, winning 15 games, making it to the semifinals, uh, losing a heartbreaker against Robert Morris. But, you know, there was a lot of growth that occurred uh, from your first year to your second year and, and now going into your third year. What are some of those things that you guys can point to to say, hey, this is how ha- This is why we're growing the way we are. This is why we're growing at the level that we are and evolving into the team that we see today.
1: Yeah, I mean, uh, you kind of pointed it out. I think we've been so young um, over the last two years, and I mean extremely young, that – the, the bonus side of that or the plus side of that is that those young kids got experience. And so in year two, last year, we get to the, the end of the season. Now we've got freshmen and sophomores playing, but they've played two some of them, two full years of really big, important minutes. Um, so playing those young kids, even if we were taking our bumps early on really paid off, especially uh, late in the season, our kids really came on strong, um, won some big games late in the season, obviously made that push in the tournament, Everyone loves to bring up that heartbreaker to Robert Morris. But you know what? It's, it's motivated us in this offseason. And, um, you know, we've got tons of respect for Robert Morris. I mean, what they do year in and year out is is, is phenomenal. So that's kind of, you know, the consistency that they have is where we're trying to get. Um, and we've used that that heartbreak as a little bit of motivation this offseason.
0: As you move through your career from Manchester to Urbana to Walsh, now here at the Mount, how do you feel your leadership style has grown? Like, what are some things that you can say, wow, I wish I would have known that in Manchester, uh, you know, eight, eight, nine years ago?
1: That's funny. I actually think about that often. Um, it's one of those things where it, you don't realize what you don't know until you know. And uh, I think another good piece of advice I got as a young coach was um, only teach what you know. And so I think I had some success early on by just keeping things simple. Um, because I didn't know as much as I know now in terms of X's and O's and leadership and culture building and all that stuff. So we just kept things si- simple. But as I've grown, um, I've learned so much about the game. I've learned so much about game prep. Um, I've learned so much about culture building, leadership. I think some of the biggest differences is I'm a little bit calmer. <laughs> I was a little bit crazy, <laughs> really? crazier as a younger coach. Um, I think every every head coach has a little bit of crazy in them. But I'm a little bit calmer. Um, I'm a, I'm able to look at the big picture, um, and not freak out about maybe a loss or maybe a bad practice as much as I I used to. Um, I, like I said, it's, it's, it comes in stride. You don't realize again, what you didn't know back then. Um, but probably, you know, overall coaching style is still very similar. I would say it's more, um, on the culture side, the leadership side, those are the kind of things that I've probably improved on the most.
0: Well, that's, we're going to take a break real quick as we hear from our sponsors, but I want to get back on that culture building when, uh, when we return from the break.
1: Sure, absolutely. How do you want to be remembered? Please consider including Mount St. Mary's in your will or state plan. Remembering the Mount in your plan is easy, qualifies you for membership in our 1808 Society, and will provide opportunities for future students to call the Mount their home. For more information, visit our website at msmary.edu.
0: Welcome back to Leading, Leading the Way. And today's guest, uh, head women's basketball coach at the Mount, Maria Marcasano. Maria, we talked. We ended uh, before the break talking a little bit about uh, culture building and how important that is to you. Can you. What are some of the core values that you've established over the last two and a half years at the Mount that really feed into your culture?
1: You know, each year we've kind of, um, as a staff, met and and kind of decided on the things that we wanted to focus on. Um, You know, my first year we met as a team, we kind of built our pillars. Our second year we did a little bit differently. But one thing that we have focused on every single year is just being good people. Um, I think we talk about that a lot as a team. Um, I, was, I was proud I heard you know yesterday our media day Rebecca talk about that um, but that's one, something that we focus on um, a lot we, we we do exercises over the summer when we have a lot of downtime we did um, different exercises that kind of um, talked about that talked about how we could be better people on campus um, better better classmates, not just teammates. Um, so that's something that we focus on a lot. Um, another uh, couple key words that we've used in the past, toughness, discipline. Um, you know, this year we did um, – Decided to take a little bit different route, and we did individual meetings. Um, you know, we, we didn't have a lot of new people on the team, so we did less of the group stuff to get to know each other as a whole because we feel like our team really does know each other, and we did more individual stuff to kind of dive into areas that they each individually wanted to improve in um, and some goals outside of outside of basketball. Um, So, yeah, we we take a a bunch of different angles. Another thing that we've done this year is before each practice, um, we talk about mental toughness. We kind of have a definition we we use that – We heard on a podcast and we have somebody repeat it and give it an example of how it applies to practice or how they can use it in practice or a game. And then the next thing we do is we pick somebody out each day and they they say something they're grateful for. Um, And I just think think it helps that, you know, keep their um, mental focus and their attitude um, in a grateful state. Um, I think, you know, you've heard it a million times, have an attitude of gratitude and and you'll be a lot happier. But it it goes further than that. If you're um, grateful, you know, you're more willing to work hard. You're more willing to be selfless. You're more willing to to fight for your teammates and not just for yourself. So those are a couple of things that we've done kind of all over the place. But a couple of things that we've done in terms of building our culture, um, you know, outside of X's and O's.
0: No, I mean it's tremendous. And you've talked about self-awareness. You've talked about adaptability. You've talked about the having that uh, feeling of gratitude. I mean, you're hitting on a lot of key notes here. How have you? How have you developed your uh, culture-building philosophy? Like, are there are there people that have influenced you? People that you kind of rely on? I mean, you came from Butler basketball. You know, young, very young Brad Stevens. Then, does he have any impact on that? You know, coming from that uh, type of atmosphere, or is there? I'm sure there's a host of others that have kind of informed your culture building philosophy.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I think uh, you know, as you're growing up, um, you you're around so many different people and leaders, and you you kind of take the things that you you do like, and you kind of leave the things that you don't like. And I think that's pretty much how every coach is. Uh, but you know, you mentioned Brad Stevens; he has a you know a whole book of just awesome quotes about you know whether it's being selfless or putting the team first, or um, you know having to work hard just to earn the right to win. You know, it's not going to be handed to you. So he's definitely one that. But... <laughs> Um, you know, I, I love listening to reading about pops. Another one, you know, he's a, he's a team first guy
0: real, real quick, like for our non basketball people out there, <laughs> sure. uh, uh, Greg Popovich is the, uh, longtime head coach of the, uh, San Antonio Spurs just so, to inform, form those out there.
1: Yeah, for sure. Um, obviously my own college experience, I played for two different coaches. Um, coach, Beth Kuchar is now an assistant at Purdue. Um, learned a ton from her along the way. Um, but like I said, you, 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 you meet and interact with so many different people. You hear so many different speakers speak throughout your career. You know the Final Four convention. There's always tons of stuff um, about that. So along the way, you pull it from everywhere and you keep the things that you really fit with your style, your personality, and your team.
0: No, that's that's great stuff. And I mean, if and again, if you watch Coach Marcusano. Um in her interactions with her players the way she controls the sidelines you see a lot of these th- a lot of this come through in her coaching ability now let's get to actual on the court and you know again we talked about how you've built into this year and you got now you, you from a young team two years ago to a very experienced uh, team this year talk about some of the the people we should be watching out for uh, on the court this year
1: yeah, for sure we don't <clears throat> we don't have that excuse anymore. We're not <laughs> we're not a young team, but at the same time we also have six new bodies, um, three injuries that were out last year, one transfer, and then two freshmen. So while we're not young, um, we're not very experienced as a group, and we've seen some of those bumps. Um, you know, through our practices, you know, we're excited to get some scrimmages under our belt here so we can work on that chemistry. I don't think it's going to be an issue in the long term. It's just something that, you know, we haven't really had to deal with um, in the last couple of years because it's kind of been the same same group. Uh, but yeah, you know, returners, obviously, Michaela Harrison, um, you know, runner up for rookie of the year, um, had a phenomenal freshman season, broke um, the previous record of, of three pointers made in a season. Um, Jeterica and Bridget, two returning guards who, uh, you know, had breakout sophomore seasons, both um, huge contributors down the stretch. Um, can't forget Rebecca Lee. Uh, huge. Bex. let's go. Bex, big Beck, she, uh, huge presence down low. She, I think she finished third in the conference in field goal percentage or extremely high, if not third. Um, you know, if it weren't for her 80-year-old knees that she has, <laughs> uh, she'd probably have, you know, insane stats. But, um You know, and then after that, newcomers, obviously Kendall Breezy from George Washington, um, dynamic transfer, can play almost one through five. Big, strong body who just can do a little bit of everything. We're excited to add her to the mix. Um, And then three injuries. You know, Kayla Agantovich was was our best player my first year here, and she's been out almost a year and a half. We're excited to see her kind of make her way back. Um, Arne Taylor hasn't played a game since her junior year in high school with all of her injuries, but um, has made her way back, you know, has had some really good moments in practice over the summer and, and this fall. We're excited to see her progress. And then also freshman Maki Carrillo, um, you know, again, torn ACL. We see it so much, but she has improved just in her time here tremendously. She has shown that um, she's going to fight for minutes this year. And um, she's just a sponge. She spokes, uh, soaks up every little bit of coaching that we give her um, great teammate you know loves to study the game Um, and in addition to those four we have our two freshmen from Australia who live in the gym more than anybody else in our program it's been awesome to see um, you know we don't know exactly you know how they're going to adapt you never do with freshmen but what we do know is they're going to continue to get better because they just work their butts off day in and day out.
0: Now, uh, one thing that comes th- comes through heavily is is perseverance. I think your team has shown the 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 women on the team have shown that high level of perseverance. Typically you have someone like, uh, Kayla, who's, you know, out a year and a half, not sure what's going on. She just, she might just stop playing. Same thing with an Arne. Um, how do you keep them up and keep them focused on, on getting back on the court? Cause that, you know, they're, they're two wonderful young, young women who, who give it their all, but you know, sometimes you just give that up when you're facing that type of adversity, but it's good to see them fight through it and, and come back.
1: Yeah. I mean, I give a hundred percent of the, uh, the credit to both of those kids. Um, They keep a positive mindset. Um, You know, both of them have faced all kinds of odds, but they just keep taking it day by day, working their – you know, working their rehab, working whatever they need to work on that day as hard as they can. Um, It's hard to, you know, think about the what ifs with those two and both of them have been through it. But you know what? Like I said, I I give the credit to them because they've continued to fight. They know they love the game. They know they want to contribute. And that's what they've done. They've worked so hard and now they're both back on the floor.
0: I think too uh, also is the caring that you and your staff give them. I think they see that and they know that how much you care about them as people. Would you talk about being better people than even players? And I think that kind of motivates them as well. Uh, we're going to pause right here. Now, when we come back, we'll continue our conversation with Coach Marcusano. Uh Here's a little r- a word from our sponsors.
1: At Mount Saint Mary's, the extraordinary experience we have here will create careers and lives that matter out there. Because from the minute we arrive, and for every moment that follows, we
0: live significantly. And we're back with Leading the Way with Coach Marc Asano, our head women's basketball coach at Mount St. Mary's. Coach, let's talk a little bit about your staff. Uh, you know, we've talked a lot about culture building and leadership and, you know, the players on the team. But, you know, behind every every awesome coach like yourself, there's there's a strong staff. So let's talk a little bit about uh, the, the support you get from them.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I'd love to. Um, our staff is, is amazing, um, you know, a lot of coaches talk about this, but when you hire people, you want to make sure they are, are good people, first and foremost. Um, you spend a lot of time together. You want to make sure they're fun to be around, and, and anybody that works in that office knows that we probably have a little bit too much fun in that office. But There's um, some
0: laughing and jokes <laughs> and you know competitive uh, fun going on.
1: We talked about that at our tip-off dinner, that the, the decibel level, I'm sure Lynn could attest to, gets a little loud sometimes, but... Um, you know, it's a long season. If you can't have fun, fun along the way, you'll, you'll be miserable. So, Uh, But no, you know, recently promoted associate head coach Antoine White, um, relentless worker, um, you know, has had a huge hand in the player development, um, you know, from top to bottom, guards and posts alike. He spends countless hours um, breaking down film, whether it's just for mount purposes or for his own purposes. You know, he's just a junkie of the game. Um, He's great with the kids. He holds them accountable, extremely tough. I know when I was gone a little bit this fall, they were ready for me to come back because he definitely is is tough on them. But but it's, it's awesome. It makes us a better team. Uh, Julie Kaufman, recruiting coordinator, has done a phenomenal job this past year. You know, we we locked in probably our best recruiting class yet in the 2020 class. Uh, You know, four kids, um, three from – uh, Western Pennsylvania area and then one from Maryland, um, you know, having, you know, her on staff and being, um, you know, having some connections around the Maryland area has been huge for us. Um, and then, you know, Coach Geiger, she played for me, has coached with me at other schools. Just having her on staff, um, you know, initially was is a comfort for me because she kind of knows how we like to do things. But awesome, she's just, also she's just an awesome person. And one of the things I mentioned at the tip-off dinner is she does – all of her duties and seemingly everyone else's as well. You know, she's the first one to step up if somebody needs help. She's kind of become our IT person, um, even though she has a ton of responsibilities. Um, she does a lot of the promotions and marketing, which we get tons of compliment on. Compliments on. She's awesome with graphic design pieces. Um, and the girls love her. And, you know, if they got to get up early she's the one they're calling because she she'll come in before their eight o'clock class to get shots up. And um, that's what I love about our staff. They're all willing to just kind of do whatever is needed at all times. And then obviously our newest addition, Catrice uh, Dixon uh, played for for me that last year, her senior year, my first year here. Um, you know, it's it's crazy when you're trying to get your master's and work on a, a full-time Division One staff at the same time. But she um, was overwhelmed at first, but she's really handled it in stride, and she's um, she's done great so far.
0: No, oh, that's that's great. And I think, uh, you know, for you, leadership's not just leading the players; it's leading your staff. So, what are some of those key qualities? And you mentioned a couple of them as, as you described your uh, um, assistant coaches, but what are some of those key qualities that you really need to help make this program blossom even more?
1: Well, I mean, I think the first one is just, um, you know, I mentioned it is just being a good person. But second one is just the, the willingness to, to do whatever it takes. And, th- and that means long days, um, you know, sometimes, you know, coming in early, staying in late. It means meeting with the players. It means um, comforting them when they're having a bad day or something's going on with their family. Um, you know, obviously you want your staff to, to be extremely knowledgeable in the game, but that's kind of secondary to those other things. Um, and then one thing that I, I think I brought to the staff and I, you know, and they've kind of, um, adapted is just being extremely transparent, um, you know, I mentioned early on about the whole playing time thing, you know, how I thought I would struggle with that as a coach. Well, the one way, the one thing I do to help with that is I'm just extremely transparent with the players and with the coaches alike. So everyone's on the same page. They all know what we're thinking. Um, and like I said, I think the coaches have kind of adapted that, too, and it's helped us mesh as a whole.
0: No, that your genuineness. Uh, is is very apparent, you know. I think some people call it transparency. I, you know, I think it's more genuineness. Uh, you you tell people what's going on, you know, for good, bad, and indifferent. I think people that's where you get those high levels of respect. So that's a you know kudos to you. Let's talk a little bit more about the schedule you have coming up, both non-conference and conference schedule. You were just picked third in the league uh, uh, at yesterday's media day, so you know the expectations again have have risen uh, in, into your third year. So uh, let's let's dive into the schedule a little bit.
1: Yeah, for sure. Obviously, our non-conference schedule, uh, pretty tough, Um, you know, opening at Kentucky and IU. You know, we come back home to to Frostburg, so hopefully um – you know, we get gain some really valuable experience playing against those. I think both of them are going to be preseason top 25. So playing against uh, those tough schools, and then obviously we want to continue to play our in-state rivals tough. You know, last year we had a great record against those schools, but um, you know Towson, Loyola, UMBC, those will be great games um, per usual. And you know, the girls know they're going to be coming after us since we got them last year. Um, and then we finish off our non-conference schedule in a three-day classic um, down at Old Dominion, which uh, is exciting. I mean. It's going to be tough. Three games in three days. Um, three really good opponents. Um, we play Hampton, Old Dominion, and Richmond. I'm um, not sure if it's in that order, but all three of them right before Christmas. Um, the challenge for our girls to... Uh, you know, one, be mentally tough to leave the previous game behind us and move on to the next one. Two, be mentally tough to, to fight through the tiredness and the fatigue from three games in three days. Um, and lastly, honestly, it'll be tough because everyone's going to be ready to go home for Christmas at that point. So to be locked in and, and get excited about those three games, and, and I, I know they will. They'll be great at that. Um, but, yeah, that'll, that'll round out our um, non-conference schedule and, and, and we'll be excited to jump into conference right after Christmas.
0: Hey, let's talk about the conference. You know, uh, I think people are starting to gain a newfound respect uh, for for the Mount um, over the last, especially with what you guys did last year. What's the how's the conference you feel shaping up uh, this this season?
1: Yeah, I think the conference is you know outside of Robert Morris um, is is kind of wide open. I mean, obviously Robert Morris didn't lose a lot, and they've shown that they're consistent year in and year out, and they have an amazing post player in Neca. Um, So I I think everyone knows that they're going to be tough to beat every single night. But after that, I mean, you know, you got St. Francis PA who's typically really good with a new coach and they lost two time player of the year. Um, And they lost also a six, four center who could shoot the three. Um, You know, you have sacred heart who's tied for us in third, who lost three all conference players um, and four or five seniors total. Um, So they're going to be interesting. Um, And then, and then right below us, uh, St. Francis, PA, or I'm sorry, St. Francis Brooklyn, had a ton of turnover on their team, and they lost a, a first team All Conference point guard who did absolutely everything for them. Um, Bryant is consistently just one of those tough, tough teams, um, defensive minded. Always going to be a tough battle with them. Um, and like I said, you know, three new coaches and and a lot of graduation in our conference last year. It's just going to be really interesting to see just how it all shapes out. I, I think. Um, I think it'll be true to an NEC conference season, where on any given night you could see somebody go down.
0: Nice. Well, we're looking forward to you guys finishing first, taking uh, care of that uh, <laughs> championship this year for sure. Um, you've been at the Mount two and a half years now, and it, how do you how do you like the Mount? What's what's that vibe now? You kind of now are are part of that Mount fabric. You know, everyone t- uh, talks about Mount women's basketball. You're you're tied right there with it. So what's it what's it like being part of the Mount community?
1: Yeah, for sure. The Mount is awesome. Um, You know, a a great example of it is just two days ago, the president um, had our team over for dinner. Um, It's just one of those things where um, in this community, you really feel a part of the family. It's a smaller community. You get to know people. Um, They care about you. I I always tell people it's awesome working at a school where the administration cares about basketball. Um, You know, and I joke, I said this at our tip-off dinner as well. You know, when basketball season's over, it's kind of like a funeral around here because everyone cares about it so much. And it's such a letdown one. Once it's over. Uh, but it's been awesome. You know, the, the Mount community, the Mount coaches, we all support each other. We try and make it to each other's games, um, even getting to know some of the student athletes of the other teams. Um, you know, everyone's uh, so friendly, so welcoming. Um, you know, I, I kind of am starting to feel like one of the vets around here welcoming new people. Um, so it, it's been cool. Uh, you know, very grateful to be here.
0: Uh, It's been great to have you here and looking forward to many years to come uh, with you leading the Mountain Women's Basketball Program. I can't thank you enough for coming on uh, today and uh, sharing some wisdom about leadership and culture building with us and our Mountain family. And uh, looking forward to a great season from you, Coach.
1: Appreciate it, Kevin. We're excited, too.
0: Uh, Thank you. And uh, thanks for joining us on Leading the Way today.
1: Absolutely.